<laughs> Welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You are tuned in tonight. I'm your host, Robert. And uh, hey, sit back, gear up for a fast ride. We got, uh, I think we got one or two guests calling tonight, but uh, we're going to do a little different format tonight. So uh, we're just, uh, I'm sitting here with my friend Alan, and I'm sitting here with Steve. Both these guys are foreign car guys. And uh, so uh, we're just going to see what happens. And tonight, which is unusual, what we're going to do is we're going to take, not only are we going to take emails at gmail.com, right, which is projectsgonebad at gmail.com, but we're also going to take some call-ins. So if you guys want to call in and give us some grief, feel free to do so. The number is what? 441-3000. All right. So, Lee, what do you got queued up for us? You got our first song? We got Sign of the Gypsy Queen by April Wine. Yeah, April Wine. Yeah, that was a popular song back in the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So this will take me back. It'll take you back? It may revive some old brain cells. Back to where? Having a out, man. Michigan. Shadows moving without a sound 
from the hold of the sleepless town. Evil seems to be everywhere. Heed the spirit that brought despair. Trouble's coming without control. No one's staying that's got a See if you guys can name this one. Call me, 441-3000, or email me, projectsgonebad at gmail.com. You know what this is? I do. Oh, we're not on the air, right? Yeah, we are. Sorry, I should have went. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're not going to give it away just yet, but what we'll do is, Lee, do you think you can find that one with the audio, with the with the lyrics to it? There's a version Probably of Probably if I look, yeah. Yeah, okay. See if you can find that, and we'll play that one a little bit later. And again, yeah. if anybody is just tuned in, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Where are we? Oh, we're at AM 1340, Tantalk Radio Network. Now, this, this is a little different show than usual, because this one, we're kind of, we had some guests that were kind of scheduled, and I guess they got cold feet and check it out on us. So I've got my friend Alan Aww. sitting here, and i got Steve sitting here. And of course, i got my production manager over here. i got Lee. And uh, he's going to keep us in the music business. Production manager, I like that. You like that? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Before. Yeah, production manager. No, really. And, uh, manager. So we're going to call. That, that, this sounds like I make stuff. I mean, this isn't an assembly line or something. Well, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are like widgets. <laughs> <laughs> Widget maker. And, uh, yeah, there you and go. so, what, so since we're winging it, we'll just call this the wingnut edition. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so that way it's kind of wingnut edition. Okay. Well, anyway, hey, so I haven't uh, haven't seen the phone light up yet. But anyway, four four one three thousand. Call in if you want to uh, just. Tell us something. I don't care. You know, live tales and stories. Anything about cars. Yeah, keep it clean. Race boats, acrobat airplanes. What are they going to win? Like a free uh, auto part or something? They win a free ticket. It's not good for you. They They win a free wing nut. A wing nut. There you go. Uh Look at the phone. Look at that. Here we go. We got the first victim. Leslie answers the phone. Hey, now you can add lib, Steve. Okay, let's give some. Who do we got there, Lee? Hey, we got to call. I guess somebody's hot for those car parts. Oh, they are. All right. Wing nuts. Yes. <laughs> this is a guy called get Stu White. He's, <laughs> he's probably live on the beach. I have no idea. Hey, Stu, what's up? No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just recuperating from a day working around the house here. A day working around the house? I figured oh, you'd be yeah. underneath uh, your 69 Z28 or imaginary Z28. Oh, yeah, changing the clutch. Yeah. So how you doing, Stu? I, I just met good, you. Robert. How you doing? I just, uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate sure. you calling in. And, uh... And while I got you on the air, why don't you tell people who you are and what you do and uh, kind of how we just met here a little while back. Yeah, right. Well, I co-host with Jim Grady the Maximum Motoring Show on uh, Thursday afternoons now at 3 o'clock. And we've been doing that for, I guess, over a year now. Uh-huh. Uh, our guest list is pretty nice. We've had some, uh, been lucky having some pretty interesting guys uh, call in and join us on the show. Bob Letts from GM and... Uh, David E. Davis from Car and Driver Magazine, Brock Yates, who was the instigator of the Cannonball Run, wrote the movie Cannonball Run, and uh, Smoking the Bandit, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Great movies. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm an old car guy that uh, finally found something, and a broadcaster, and I finally found something <laughs> that put all my my things in one basket. Found your niche, so to speak, huh? Yeah. So, uh, so where are you hanging out? You hanging out at Frenchie's? Well, occasionally. You That's do? kind of far away from me. I'm up in Palm Harbor. Oh, okay. Because so. I figured the next time I'm down at Krabby's. Uh, beach Bar and Grill there. Uh-huh. I'll wave at you at Frenchie's since we're like uh, separated only by McDonald's down there for all those people that hang out at Clearwater Beach. Yeah. You know, so we'll give them both a plug, you know. Well, you know, we're uh, we're, we're local. I'm a local, so I, it's, you know, I, I don't, I get to Frenchie's. That's about the only reason I go over to the beach. I only live about uh, five, ten minutes from Dunedin Causeway, so. So. Uh, if I get wet, that's usually with my jet ski, and that's where I put my uh, jet ski in on Dunedin Causeway. Okay, well that's uh, well, that's about a ten minute run from there, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, it's I can be in the water from my driveway in about ten minutes. There you go. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, your your car background, your escapades, and uh, I know I've listened to your show a few times, and uh, again, you can announce it. I'll let you do that since it's your show. But uh, tell us a little bit about your car background, and uh, well, I I, um, I guess you know I, I guess it's innate in some of us. I, I don't know how it worked out, but I was always fascinated by engines and things like that. Marie. I remember as being, you know, when I was a little boy, uh, popping the hood on the 57 Buick and just standing there at wonder, well, how this hunk of metal underneath the hood moved this big hunk of car around. So, and I couldn't, you know, I, my dad told me a little bit about it and I was thinking, geez, how could they make the metal stay together like that and it gets so hot and how do they coordinate all the pieces moving? And I was all kind of Greek to me until you finally figure out how it works, you know. So what state are you originally from? Oh, I've been all over. Actually, the formative years were in Michigan. I was born in Texas, Missouri, lived in Missouri for a short amount of time, and then lived in the Detroit area from age 5 to 15. Okay, so that would have been probably, what, in the 60s then? Yep, in the 60s. Okay, so you were there. That was a fun time because that's when the uh, big horsepower cars cars started coming out. Well, name some of the really cool, interesting cars that you've been around. Well, let's see. Well, I used to go to, you know, every year at the uh, Cobo Hall, they'd have the big Detroit Auto Show, which is one of the bigger ones in the world. So you, you got to see a lot of neat stuff like that. And then I had a friend's uh, father who was the owner and promoter of the um, um, Auto World, or no, what the heck was it? I forget the name of the damn show, but they ran that all over the country. Autorama? Venues. No, it was, world of Wheels? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the heck it was called, but that's years and years ago. They don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, next door neighbor, you know, everybody in the neighborhood, you know, worked for a car company. You know, and my neighbor was a uh, part of the Automobile Manufacturers Association, so he'd uh, he always get these big loose leaf uh, notebooks with glossy liners in them, with all the pictures of the new cars coming out next year. So I always knew what the new cars that were coming out years, you know, you know, a good time before a lot of people did. And that was the year, I guess, 63, when the new Riviera came out, which to me is still probably one of the prettiest cars that was ever designed in Detroit. We had a guest on here a while back. His name's John Starkey. It was um, probably about four or five shows ago. Mm-hmm. And he just picked up, wasn't it, Alan? It was a 63 it was Riviera. 63, yeah. And uh, he uh, is just totally enamored with that car. He's he's partial to foreign cars. He's a, you know he's from England, obviously, mm-hmm. so he likes all the British stuff. Yeah, right. And he just thinks that that is the coolest car. And how he acquired that car was is he had a, 450 SL, or he had some Mercedes yeah, some that he Mercedes, couldn't yeah. give away, 
And so this guy up north in Ohio or someplace like that had this car, and he said, if, you know, if you're interested in trading it, uh, you know, maybe we can work some sort of a deal out. So uh, John drove up there, took a look at it, fell in love with it, and drove the Riviera back from Ohio, if I got the story right, right, Al? Yeah. And uh, so, Isn't yeah, you're absolutely right. Matter of fact, remember James Darren? If you were cool mm-hmm. in the 60s, okay, yeah. and the, the James Darren here, and uh, who was it, Doug McClure and all the hot actors back in those cool yeah. 60s B-movies or whatever it was. Yeah, right. And what was the one? I, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, but a Riviera, that was the car to have. You know, either you had a Corvette or you had a Riviera. Then you were somebody. They had a George Barris customized Riviera with a target top. That's when they used in the movie with James Darren. And that was it also in an episode of um, Outer Limits. Outer Limits, too, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, not, my, now you're going back. I remember yeah. a lot of outer <laughs> limits. <laughs> well, you know what? You need you need to stay tuned because Good old Rod Serling. Yeah, game, yeah. You know? When TV shows were TV shows. In fact, yeah. did you that little uh, promo that uh, Lee played a few minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he didn't do it with the. Uh, he's. I think. He, did you find the other I one? With, found, I found it with lyrics. So did, did you write? Did anybody write? No, Stu, nobody. You, nobody uh, emailed in. That? Nobody called in. But why don't you go ahead and play it real quick, and uh, then uh, let's see if Stu remembers this one. Okay, Stu. This is for. Uh, this is for uh, a wingnut. Wing what is it? Yeah. A wingnut. Okay. This is for a, a nice wingnut. Off of 80, 80 Gremlin. 63 Riviera. <laughs> I wish I was a spaceman, the fastest guy alive. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> this is a four wow. pencils. Two for I might have, I might have punched the button on that one. You might have punched the button on that one. Well, that one was actually Fireball XL5. Remember those puppet movies back in the oh, early 60s? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, the other one we had... You can still find it. if you. It, I know it's on it because I found it on YouTube, Lee. So if you get a chance, it's, it's the other one. Thunderbirds? No. No. Well, no, Thunderbirds didn't have a cool sign, but the other one, no. the first one, and I'm not going to give it away just yet, just in case somebody knows this, knows that know, can answer that uh, that song that the name of that song. What, uh, what kind, uh, this song you just played? No, not that one. I just gave it away. That was Fireball XL5. Okay, but the first one that uh, he played. Oh, and well, uh, that is the first one I played. Is that the first one you played? Yeah, but I know the other one you wanted me to play. I've got it queued up. You have it queued up? Yeah, but I mean it's a no brainer. Okay. We'll go ahead and play, play it that? anyway. Yeah. yeah. No okay. brainer. No problem. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Remember this song? It's the Remember the TV show? Well, a lot of those puppet shows were productive. Jerry Anderson's Immortal Series celebrates its 30th anniversary. Okay. You remember that one? All right, now we gave it away. Supercar. So nobody won the wing nut because nobody guessed it. But, uh, Stu, do you remember that song? That that, that TV That was a TV show that was played on Saturday mornings when I was a little kid. And a lot of us are little kids. Stu was actually out doing things at those times, I think. Well, Stu, you (laughs) only got a few years on me. You're not that much older than me. How old are you now? I had just turned 53 here a while back. Oh, okay. I'm so, gonna, I got about seven years on me. You got seven years on me? Okay. Yeah. So uh, at any rate, uh, so Gary Anderson, he was, uh, I don't know if you want to call him a puppeteer, but he made like uh, the Thunderbirds. He was responsible for that. Stingray was another puppet show back then. Fireball yeah, XL5. Yeah, I, I grew up with... Uh, with uh, Howdy Doody? Soupy, Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales. Oh, God. He was good, yeah. though. I like Soupy well, Sales. He was local in Detroit. He was on WXYZ TV. I'd go home for lunch because I was only about 10 houses from the school. Uh-huh. So I'd go, I'd go home for, uh, for lunch and watch Soupy Sales at lunchtime and then well, go back to school. Lee, you remember that? Lee, you're from Detroit, too. I remember too. Soupy Sales. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. He's cool guy. Pie well, guy. Doing the pies. Pie guys, right? Yeah, it was... yeah, that's it. Don't kiss black tooth. <laughs> <laughs> And, and what, what's that thing where, uh, okay, kids, I want you to go uh, 
Go, uh, my, go, go mommy's see mommy's purse. Daddy's wallet and find a little green paper and send it to me. Is that what it was? Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> hey, I hear you're going to this really, really cool place out west. Why don't you tell us about that? I've well, been there before, and it's yeah, really and neat. I'm, I'm trying to get all the – I just bought my tickets yesterday. Uh-huh. We're uh, – for anybody that knows a little bit about cars and what goes on around the country, the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance is coming up. That's the creme de la creme yeah, of Concours. Uh, 60 years they've been doing it. They've donated millions of dollars to charities. Uh, but encompassing with that, it's, it's like everybody and their brother is going to be out there as far as auction houses, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of stuff going on, like historic classic races. Um, there's five or six auction houses, Meekum, Bonham, uh, R- Steel, RM, RM. Uh, Gooding, and I've got press passes for all of them. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit all of them, but... Um, Oh, you need to go to those. Those are cool, especially the ones that are right downtown in Monterey there. Those mm-hmm. are, you'll like that. And then the Concourse d'Italiano, if you like foreign cars, that's a huge, huge, huge show. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the feature market is, but I know the uh, featured uh, personality this year, I think, is Dan Gurney, isn't it? it uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trying to find something on the Internet. Uh, you know, you have to hit every – first of all, you got to know what the hell's going on out there. Mm-hmm. And then find the website or or whoever's promoting it to, to to get a little more information about it. Uh, I think if somebody really got smart and put together a, a itinerary that covered that whole week and a half, they'd have a hot website at least for once at one a year once a year. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm I'm like pulling my hair out. I'm calling the the people that are emailed the Essex Television people that produce uh, Chasing Classic Cars are good friends of ours, mm-hmm. and. Um, they're going out there, and I was hoping that Hannah had a uh, an itinerary put together because we're trying to hook up with them while we're out there. Maybe do a little video of uh, we want to be the chasers chasing the chasers, so to speak. Oh, there you go. That sounds do, like fun. Do a little something on our our websites. Well, you got uh, if you just go north of there, you got Watsonville, you got Santa Cruz, and stuff like that. And yeah, what everybody in Santa Cruz. And uh, in spite of what everybody thinks, there's still a lot of cars and um, that are still hidden in barns and stuff. Yeah. And uh, are you guys flying into San Jose? You're flying into San Francisco. Well, I was going to fly into San Jose, but I, I was screwing around here and waiting until Jimmy figured out what he was going to do as far as plane tickets. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going. Well, guess what? I'm paying for my own flight, so I'm, I'm flying into San Francisco now. Okay. Yeah, that's only about an, uh, about two hour, two and a half hour drive from there. Yeah, and it's a pretty drive. I've never been out there other than to hang around San Francisco a little bit for a computer convention years ago. So this will be a fun experience for me heading, heading down the coast and. Uh, Take an old Highway 1 down to uh, Monterey. Well, that's my original. I'm from Marin County, just north of San Francisco, so oh, that's my you? neck of the woods. Yeah, so, oh, I, so you know all that area. I know that area. And what I was going to tell you is if you can hang out for an extra two weeks around the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of August, which I think is like a week and a half, two weeks later, mm-hmm. is the, the National Shelby Convention is having their uh, 35th Shelby meet at Sonoma Raceway. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was trying to make arrangements to go to that because I, I would like to go to pebble beach and that but you know it's just like everybody else you, know, you got to watch That's my budget here. Money, yeah. yeah yeah you know so yeah. uh, and i screwed up i had a, we um we were at amelia island in march and um there was going to be uh, uh what's his name uh, stony moss was going to be one of the three headliners as far as the guys there to get autographs and pictures with mm-hmm. and they ended up uh, bringing in um richard petty uh yeah richard petty mm-hmm now, to me, and I'm sitting there, and I, and I have a pass, 
and it would have cost me 20 bucks to get a, a, a poster, and I could have had Richard Petty, Dan Gurney, and Carol Shelby sign the damn thing, and, you, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I kick myself in my butt afterwards. Uh-oh. I mean, I have a lot of pictures. I'm standing two or three feet away from them, but I don't have a, anything signed by them. And to me, in my generation, uh, those are the guys. Those are the heroes. The, the, yeah, the, the, those are the three. You know, uh-huh. I, road racing, European road racing, eh, that's neat, you know, but, uh, I mean, heck, Richard Petty, to me, nobody can hold his jock strap when it comes to being a soccer <laughs> racer. <laughs> you know, yeah, if, if Earnhardt was so so great, he'd still be alive. That's my thoughts. You know what uh, I'm Yeah, saying? yeah. And you and, know what? And really, when you think about it, Petty race cars when men were men oh, they were and race cars. back then, man. They didn't have all this high-tech stuff. They strapped in a, put a big old hemi in it, and, uh... Put a roll cage in, and off they went and dueled. They ordered yeah. a body in white from the factory, and it yeah, came exactly. to the shop, and there you go. And a little, yeah. a little. Uh, yeah, this stuff now, I, I, you know, so you, I, can't, I just, you can't buy on Monday what one on Sunday because yeah, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be able to. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know what amazes me is when you look back in time, and well, let's just go to the open wheel cars, the safety equipment. I mean, it's like how many times you got to watch your buddies shear their head off their shoulders when the car's upside down because nobody was smart enough to put a roll bar on a car. Or a helmet. And, or a helmet, yeah. And, you know, you kind of wonder about the safety equipment. Same thing with seatbelts. Like, we had uh, uh, a guy from uh, Chicago on last week, and he was talking about in the late 50s when he used to run circle track cars up in Chicago, and all they raced, they had was a little brain bucket, they had mm-hmm. a pair of lap belts and tennis shoes, and that was it. And a yeah. fireproof T-shirt. And a fireproof t yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so they've come a long way. But, I mean, you look at race. I mean, it's it's good that it's safe. You have fewer fatalities. You know, it's better for the uh, drivers. The cars are, you know, the racing's racing, you know, still. Um, but, like, in, a, in in many cases, what happens is is with all the technology, it's like, and you see this particularly in F1, it's, um, and some of the other, the cars are so technologically advanced, there's really not much for the driver to do. So is the guy today, even though he's winning races, is he that much of a better driver? Is Jeff Gordon, is uh, um, Schumacher, is uh, Jimmy Johnson, are they better drivers than than uh, Richard Petty or David Pearson or guys like Fireball Roberts? Or Fangio, any, any of those guys yeah. back yeah. in the old days. I, drift I, I, I really don't, to me, I, I, it's, it, it's, uh, they might go a little faster, but uh, and actually they don't. The guys back in the in the sixties and the seven, early seventies, they were breaking two hundred miles an hour on that track. That's when they started putting restrictor plates and stuff like that on. Yeah, in the record at Talladega, two twenty, two twenty five. Yeah, so? I, probably. You know, and that's Daytona that's that's, that's falling, but I think it's what it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I just you know, plus you didn't have the tire technology then you do now. There, I mean, there's a lot of advantages that the. Uh, the race car drivers have today that didn't have, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And, uh, I mean... I, I just think those guys were, uh, you know, they were manning up. That's, those are the guys I idolize, and, you know, I, I kind of followed some of the stock car racing over the years, but I was, eh, I went to the 500, Daytona 500, and I was totally underwhelmed. <laughs> were you more, I mean, I think when, when we discussed this once, that when we were, we were just chit-chatting a little bit, but you're probably like me. Even though I followed some racing, some F1, some road race, some rally, some stock car, I'm more of a car guy, and I concentrate more on, you know, Ford, Chevys, Mopars, you know, foreign cars, British cars, Heelys, Porsches, Jags, whatever, and I paid more attention and know a lot about those cars, and I really am not up on a lot of the stats and stuff like that on on, on the racing. Does that sound like yeah, your, yeah, your background, me. too? I, I, I know that there's racing done, but I'm more of a nuts-and-bolts guy. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I love the TV shows where they're, you know, the English guy, I forget the name of the show, they buy a car and the guy fixes it up and they sell it, you know. Yeah, Top Gear. That's a great show. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of, you know, and I've, I've again, I've had my Z28s and two Corvettes and and I was under the hood in all four of them. So I, I have a little, a little idea what makes them tick and I enjoy working on them. So, well, anyway, so what, what, what else you got planned for the future? Well, I'd like to turn this thing into a real business. <laughs> what, the radio show? Yeah. Hey, how's it feel to be on the other end? <laughs> oh, being a call-in? Yeah, being a call-in. Oh, it's, it's, hey, it's, this is easy. It's easy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Are you, uh, are you just listening on the radio, or are you watching it on the computer right now? No, I'm actually sitting here in, in with the shades closed in the front bedroom, which is a computer room slash catch-all room. I got you. I'm on the phone. I've got a uh, vodka here in front of me, and I'm talking to some good guys uh, down there at WTAN. All right. Well, hey. Um, so now, when you go to the, when you go to uh, California, would you do me a favor? Bring me back a souvenir, you know? Uh, yeah, like, sure. Uh, I don't know. Just say, just walk up to somebody and say hi. Um, and you know what? What's the featured <laughs> car this year? I'm not even sure. I know oh, Gurney. I, you know, uh, I, I don't remember. Forget. I forgot that's you. What, that's one yeah. thing that happens when you turn 60. You know what's interesting is I was just, you know, I spend a lot of time going around the shops like a lot of you guys or us, everybody, you know, because I try to sell stuff as well as try to get some advertisers. I need some sponsors, okay? So for all you guys that are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you want to be part of the program, uh, you know, we'll let you donate to the cause. We won't even ask for money anymore for sponsors. We'll just say just donate just to keep the show in the air. I do the same for my friends over at uh, Maximum Motoring. You see, that way we can keep all our shows on the air, and you guys can listen to us gearheads talk car stuff, you know. But at any rate, um, I was over at uh, a real good friend of mine, Frank I. Bell. Okay, so any of you guys that have a foreign car out there, a Porsche, for example, um, Frank has a shop over in Pinellas Park off 110th Avenue, or maybe that's still Clearwater. But anyway, Frank's number is... It's five seven three oh nine eleven. Now, what's interesting about Frank is I've known Frank for probably close to thirty years, but and I and I always associated him with Porsche repair work, right? But I never really realized that he had this other side of him, this hot rod side to him. Okay. <laughs> now I was down there trying to get him on the air, you know, and eventually I'll get him to uh, come in and. Uh, um, you know, he's he's like a lot of people. You know, he's kind of radio shy, or you know, he's just he's a private person, but he's a really really cool guy. But when I was talking to some of the other guys in the area around here that that go back, uh, you know, back in the late fifties, early sixties, and some of the guests that I've had on the show, his name comes up a lot. And back in the day, he used to run. You can appreciate this because you're a GM guy. He used to have a fifty-five Chevrolet. They would run a um, uh, three something Buick in it. Okay, three forty-eight. No, 348 was Chevrolet, but he had a 3-something. No, they three, had a 348 in a Buick, too. Did they have a 348? Okay, 347. It was 331. Maybe it was a 330. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I forgot to ask him. Something. But, it, but yeah. he used to run this car with a two-barrel, but he used to run some compression, and he was he was a really, really, really good wrench. And he used to run around, show up once in a while, and uh, he would take that 55 out there and just literally skunk everybody. Now, he never drag-raced the car at a little at a legit drag strip. What he used to do is he used to street race a car. For drag strips, what he did is he had a car that was a, uh, he built a slingshot. And um, so at any rate, what he did is he um, used to go around, and I was talking to John Woodhouse. John, if you're listening, I know you can appreciate this story because uh, Frank used to blow your doors in. 
you know, and he had a really, 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 really nice car. And not it, it went back and forth. I mean, you know, John Woodhouse had a really, really fast 55, too. And it was pretty, you know, it was, it was on a trailer, so it was serious stuff. And um, But he was telling me stories how Frank would just come by and, you know, he'd run a couple of guys and then he'd beat him. And then he'd run another guy and then he'd beat him and then he'd disappear for a while. And uh, just cool stories. So when I hear these old stories about a lot of these guys that are local, um, it just it, it boggles my mind. And those are some of the people that I want to get on the show because I'd like to pay tribute or just bring a little bit of notoriety to some of these guys out there that have been around for a while. But to take it a step further, when he left in the uh, – he was here and he moved here in 55. And then in the early 60s, he had an opportunity to go out to California and uh, work for a couple of racing teams. Now, do you are you familiar with um, – Purdy's Foreign Car Service in, in Clearwater here off Greenwood Avenue? I, I okay. think well, there was, yeah. um, I know the kids real well, Mike, or, uh, Martin, and Wayne. Wayne went to school with me in high school, but his dad, the only way to describe his father is a genius. That's what every, every time you mention Wayne Purdy, he's a genius. He's extremely smart. And uh, he basically um, taught Frank a lot of stuff. And Frank just says that he's the smartest guy you ever met and thanks him a lot. So, but, uh, so anyway, so when Frank went out to California, having learned all this really cool trick stuff from, uh, from uh, Wayne Purdy Sr., um, he got to work with a couple of racing firms. And one of the firms that he was with for a short period of time built Gurney's cars. Gurney used to race, not only did he race with Carroll Shelby, and he raced Formula One, stuff like that, right. but Gurney used to race uh, Formula 5000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Um, Frank was telling me the story, but I'm not going to go in and spoil it because when I get Frank on the air, I'll let him tell the story. But it's just amazing that, you know, when you, when you, the, the local talent that's in this area and then the list of people that they tell me about, and then I go from one shop to another shop. And I, and I, and I, it just amazes me that I've known these people for so long, but I just never really knew. So that's my quest right now. And that's kind of one of the purposes or one of the things I'm doing with this show is I'm basically trying to, uh, um, you know, try to get a lot of local businesses to do business with, local other local businesses particularly automotive okay you know and rather than jump on the internet you know walk through the front door introduce yourself and say hey alan how you doing my name is robert you know i'm nostalgic auto uh what are you your xyz repair hey i got a tr6 and i need to set a brakes done on it and no problem and alan says no problem and i'll say and then alan will say me hey i know you're in a forge and uh, you know i need a part for my mustang or my Fairlane or whatever and then i cut him a deal and that's kind of the way it works it's a two-way street so mm-hmm. you know you get people to kind of reciprocate a little bit and um, and then when I find these guys like Frank Ibell and John Woodhouse and uh, Lee Montgomery down there at uh, Speed World, um, you know, you, and Ray Hankey, he's around there if he's possibly listening. Um, Carl Addy, he used to drag race back in the day. And these are all people that I knew when I was just a little punk and uh, back in the 70s. And I used to do a lot of street racing. Corky down at uh, ART Applied Racing. I stopped in Corky's shop today. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with ART, Art uh, Applied Racing Technologies down there. They're off 110th right next to Ibell, as a matter of fact. Yeah, vaguely. And um, so these guys are all serious players, and I just never really realized that. And um, oh yeah, yeah, remember now too. I'm I'm driving a GMC pickup now. <laughs> you're driving a GMC pickup. Well, you're loyal to your brand. You're still a Chevy guy, just like I'm driving a Ford. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I do own Ford stock, and I have to admit, after many many years of uh, kind of turning away from anything Ford. Um, being a car guy, I follow what they've been doing, and they've been doing a better job than the other guys here for for the last few years, and, and they're, they're making some nice products now. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, and, it, and it's forcing everything that's gone on here in the last couple of years is forcing 
the boys in Detroit to uh, to be more competitive. I mean, GM is making going to be making some really nice cars coming up. I think they all are too. You know, if we yeah. can. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be. Uh, we got to put the uh, Koreans, the Japs, and the uh, Europeans on notice that uh, we're back. And everybody should buy American, right, Alan? Yeah, of course. That way, you keep some money here, <laughs> and American cars are a lot better than they used to be. Too. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and and you know, it's it's you know, and we still have Ford. GM yeah. and Chrysler, what's left of it, and hopefully it'll stick around for a long time because I think they got some great cars on the market, right? And um, you know, and I think Ford's doing a good job, and obviously GM's doing good. Yeah. And they Ford's, they Ford's ahead of everyone else right now too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but you, what's interesting, and I was talking to a guy a long time ago that's uh, out of Detroit, and uh, and I remember when I was up there for one of the uh, um, Shelby conventions up there at MIS is. Uh, there's like a little restaurant that they have that's not too far, um, just in the Dearborn, Detroit area there, you know, kind of, it's like a main road, kind of like our Gulf to Bay. Oh, Woodward? Woodward Avenue? No, no it wasn't Woodward. It was it Michigan actually, Avenue, Michigan. Mac? I'm not Mich- sure. Yeah, Michigan Avenue runs from... Um, you know where uh, Fairlane Ford Yipsy. is, the Fairlane Ford dealership was? That the original, Ford, the one is still owned by the Ford family? It's down the street from that. So wherever that is, whatever road that was on, I can't remember. But well, at any mean, rate... You're talking about the... the the estate, Fairlane? Uh, no, not the estate, but I think they had one dealership was actually, I thought it was called Fairlane Ford. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm not sure. But at any rate, so... The, they had this, Roy O'Brien on, on Nine Mile, I guess it was, something like that. Um, again... They'll sing the jingle after learning, hearing that jingle for every year for... <laughs> Is that one of those that sticks in your head? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. At, at any rate... Um, Nine Mile and Mac. <laughs> um, at this little restaurant... The guy was telling me, and he was a Ford guy, he said, well, you know, the Ford guys would sit down with the Chevy guys, and the Chevy guys would sit down with the Chrysler guys, and the Plymouth guys, and the Dodge guys, and the Pontiac guys, and everybody, and they all were buddies. So what happens is they would all sit there and talk, and they'd always communicate, and you often wonder why the cars look very similar. I mean, they, obviously they changed the appearance, but, you know, they were almost very similar in appearances. You know, you know, they, they had power windows. The other one had power windows, power seats, had air conditioning. You know, they all had similar displacement engine sizes, similar similar in physical dimensions. You know, you had a full-size Chevrolet, you had a full-size Ford, you had a full-size Chrysler. Then you had an intermediate Ford, an intermediate Dodge, an intermediate GM well, it, car. It's just like in, any other industry. Yeah. There's a lot of exchange of talent. Uh, you know, one guy gets tired working for Chrysler, so he goes over to Ford. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Lutz, or, or, for example. Look at Bob Lutz. He's yeah. president of Chrysler, vice chairman of GM, mm-hmm. president of, of uh, BMW mm-hmm. in, in Europe. I mean, and the, the guy, is you know, his, his resume is, like, phenomenal. So the, the car guy surfaces where he's, where he's wanted and uh, where he can do the most good, usually. Mm-hmm. You know, we had um, Ed Welburn, which is the uh, VP of Global Design for GM on about a month ago, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. I listened to that show. That was a good yeah. show. Interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, he's about my age. I'm about not quite a year older than he is. And uh, a black guy who, I mean, which is really unusual. But I, it, it shouldn't be, but it is. And he is like one of, uh, you know, there's only a handful of global, you know, G- VPs at at at, uh, at GM at that level. Mm-hmm. And he's been there. He wrote, he was designing cars at two. He wrote GM when he was 11, saying he's going to work for him someday. That's the most amazing part of his his bio. Yeah. I read that on the uh, yeah. internet. Yep. And uh, I thought, well, that is just incredible. I love hearing stories like that. He said, you know what? That's how determined he was that's at a that young passion. age. And that's that focus, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have it, but we we let we let loose of it, or we we get distracted with a bunch of other. That's my biggest problem. I, I like too many different things, and let some of the focus go, you know, 
away or getting mm-hmm. cast aside. Hey, can you hang on a second? I think we got a song queued up there. What do you got queued up for us there? Because uh, we play a little music and do a little dialogue. Hey, uh, Steve, are you paying attention over there, buddy? What do we got queued up? Anything? <laughs> so he's sitting there. He's like, he's he's reading. But at any rate, oh, yeah. At any rate, um, yeah, let's see what we got, sir. We got anything, any songs queued up for us? Um, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been kind of like thrown in this chair at the last minute, so I'm uh, trying to figure out exactly where we're at. So Okay, well, just pick a song up. Yeah, yeah. give me a few seconds and I'll okay. find something. Okay. Meanwhile, we'll, we'll keep talking here, Stu. Hey, Here's a little, uh, little trivia here. What's up? Back in 1958, Walter Cronkite was a representative for CBS there. Because he used to race, yeah, and then he got too important. They wouldn't let him race anymore, but he still got to hang out at the track. Well, okay. Walter Cronkart used yeah, to race story cars. Is, uh, Wayne Carini, he, you know, his dad ran a garage up there in a little town in, in Connecticut. And uh, this guy came in with a Ferrari, and it needed work, and Wayne did some work on it. And within a year, he had nine Ferraris in there being worked on. Wow. Back then, they were easy to work on, too. He just had yeah. a bunch of Webers. Yeah, there wasn't a whole know? lot to them. Yeah. And he's uh, he he's been he's been taking care of the uh, the cars from the um, Duponts forever. I mean, they all. Hey, speaking of the Dupont, you know, I'm going to run through a couple things here. But do you ever go to uh, the Dupont registry? Every the coffee and car show. Do you ever do that? It's the third. No, Jimmy and I went in and talked to Tom Dupont about a month or so ago, a couple months ago. Okay, that's the third Saturday of each month for all you guys listening right now. Yeah, so but du- it's kind of early. It's kind of early. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Who gets up there? Seven o'clock. Well, right? Yeah, Seven? but I mean, but you know there? what? It's yeah. it's a really eclectic show. I mean, you've got all kinds of cars that show up there. You got Porsches, Ferrari, street rods, muscle cars, exotics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a neat char- car and I mean car show. And then you've got probably what is you know two three hundred people that show up there and probably same amount of cars. Everything from a bug eye to a Bugatti. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they had a Veyron there one time, and then of oh, course, really? yeah. And then tonight, you ever go out to uh, Sunshine Drag Strip? Tonight's testing two nights. So I want to say a big hello to uh, my friend Where out there. Is that? Sunshine Speedway. <laughs> oh, okay. You know where Sunshine Drag Strip right? is. You mean the one over on Almerton? Yeah, that's Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Not, is it open still? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I was just talking to Todd. I heard somebody tell me it was closed. Nope, nope, nope. Huh? In fact, every Wednesday night is test and tune. I know you're messing with me, right? <laughs> no. And uh, but anyway, Hazley Hood is the announcer out there. And back in the day, he used to race a '57 Ford with two fours. I think he used to run, I think somewhere in the high to mid 13s, which was fast a back lot, in the lot, '50s. A wide block, yeah. Back then, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Hazley's out there. He used to announce. Uh, God, back in the fifties, a Twin City, or they called it Golden Triangle. Yeah, Sometime- so Garlet started out. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and and he's still at Sunshine, and he travels around the country and does announcing at Indy and and a whole bunch of different uh, tracks around the country. Huh. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, that's that's, that's kind of neat that they still do that out there. And it's eighth mile, but it's still a lot of fun. So, um, And then uh, let's see, what else is yeah, going What happened to the other eighth? The other eighth? Well, you know, you heard the story, didn't you? Uh-uh. Okay, well, as the story goes, in the sometime in, I think, the late 60s, early 70s, uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a number of occasions, a few people went past the quarter-mile stretch, and there wasn't enough room for the shutdown lane. They stopped mm-hmm. the Elmerton Road. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so they went across Elmerton Road. And I guess there was a few little incidences where a guy uh, went and uh, whacked uh, a tree or two. But most notably, when Don Gartlitz did it at close to 200 miles an hour, as the story goes, uh, he wound up uh, across the street on the other side, which is, I guess, now where, um, oh, I don't know, uh, one of the hotels are or something like that. <laughs> And so then they relegated it to an eighth-mile track. They lost their IHRA sanctioning, and uh-huh. it was just NHRA, but they just did an eighth-mile. 
And uh, but the, but Todd Dickinson, who's a good friend of mine, he 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 runs that yard, that uh, track, and he also runs the one down at um, Desoto Speedway or Desoto Race, Desoto Drag Strip. That's quarter mile, and that's a full blown uh, quarter mile track, and it's NHRA. I think it's also IHRA sanctioned. Don't hold me to that, but uh, that's that's a cool place too. So, uh, and then I think on not in the summertime, but in the fall over at uh, Sunshine Drag Strip. The, on the Fridays, they do have drag racing, okay? So, uh, I mean, regular match racing and stuff like that. But Wednesdays, it's test and tune. So if you got a car out there, you can take your truck out. You can take your pinna wagon out there. You can take your bug eye out there, Alan, or your Volvo. And you can go out there and you can have a blast. And uh, so it's 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 pretty cool. And uh, I go out there from time to time. I was going to go out there tonight, but I'm not. I'm going to go out there next week. And uh, also, hey, do you, um, do you ever go to Biff Burger? No. On, on Saturday nights? No, Biff Burgers Friday nights down on the corner of 38th Avenue and 49th Street. Do you go to that? Yeah, I've been okay. there before. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool thing. You need to do this, Old too. A ton of cars. Yeah, yeah, tons of cars go out there. Same people you saw 35 years ago hanging out at the Biff Burger. Yeah, the same people. You <laughs> same know, they, they just got a, uh, they got a little yeah. wrinkle or two, you know. There's a guy and, in Dunedin. I can mention his name. He has like a light blue duster. Used to see him hanging out back in the 70s on Gulf of the Bay. Still got the same car. Okay. Still hanging out. Do you know, you know Pete Love? Yes, he's the barber. Yeah. Well, Pete is. He, have you ever heard? That of is the fastest car I've ever been in. Which one he's got? His Mustang. Oh, his Mustang. Yeah. No, I haven't been in that. But did he ever tell you a story about his uh, early Ford that he had with the four hundred six? Oh, okay. Well, he was friends with Hazley Hood, so I won't. I'll, I'll let Pete tell you the stories because he's he's got that sixty four Corvette Roadster right now, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so yeah, he's, yeah. That's just a stock. That's a stock engine. I don't think he's, I haven't seen that car in a while. I don't think he's done anything to it. No, it's just a stock 300 horse yeah. 327, I yeah, believe. Probably with a but, power slide in it. Is he a four speed or power slide in it? I think that's a four hooker. Yeah, you couldn't get a power glide behind a 300 horse, could you? Yeah. Yeah. What year was that? 64. 64. Roadster. 64. Yeah. Big, I don't know when they went over to hydromatics, but I mean, I remember the 63s for sure had the. Uh, 64s did too, because I worked now. on a 65 years ago with a power glide in it. Hmm. But it had a real low-calorie motor in it. Yeah. Well, at any rate, but Pete um, was an old-time drag racer back in the late 50s, early mm-hmm. 60s. So, uh, like Frank Ibell and John Woodhouse and uh, Gary King, who's been on the show. and uh, uh, I've known Pete a long time. Okay. Well, he's got some great stories. I'm trying to get him on the radio because I want to interview him. He's another one of those local guys that's got some mm-hmm. great stories. Oh, he'll and, call. Just get a hold of him. He'll, he'll, he'll call in. He's, oh, yeah. he's called in on our show. Has he? Yep. That's good. Do you ever go to yep. Ronnie Seltzer's show? Ronnie Seltzer, or is it Seltzer or Seltzer? Seltzer, it's over in Tampa. It's the first Saturday of every month at Ronnie Seltzer's over there off of, I think it's Dale Mabry. He's uh-huh. got a car show. I haven't done it. Yeah. How about Old Time? You ever go to Old Time up in Orlando? That's every Saturday night. It starts like around 3 o'clock, goes on until... Yeah, it's on 192 East of Celebration. Yeah, it's area. Kissimmee. It's at oh, Old Time. No, yeah, Kissimmee. Man, you're missing all the good stuff. I yeah. did it. You did. Oh, you've been there, done that. Okay, and you got a T-shirt to prove it. And it's Lather more out and in the wash. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm a, like Old Town, 1952. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have something cute up here at the turntable. So oh, if hey, you wanna... yeah. Let's hear some scratches. All right, here we go. Okay. Hang in there, Stu. I'm, I'm doing it. Come on now, let's play this thing. Here we go. Oh, it's a turntable. What do you expect? Yeah, I know, right? Don't slamming vinyl now. I'm a well, vinyl guy. still got hair. <laughs> here, let's try this other turntable. Maybe this one here works. Is Come it? Hey, you got to throw art? a needle in them things every once in a while, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Let's see. we got to sit there and keep talking here. Okay. Yeah, we keep got, talking. We're having technical difficulties here. I just heard a bunch of buttons being pushed. Make sure it's plugged in. So, like... 
if you had to go out today and buy a car, mm-hmm. you know, something you really wanted, something vintage, something classic, something nostalgic, what would you want to buy? Money, no object? Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, you know. Uh oh, here we go. Got to work. All right. Got come to work. That's how to press the play song. button. You hit the play button. Yeah, and it worked. It worked. I don't believe it. Okay, well, we'll listen to the song real quick and then we'll get back to this, too. Hang in there. All righty. This is a thing I've never known before. It's called Easy. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? This is a place I've never seen before. No, yeah, I'm okay. being Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, what's the car? What'd you come up with? Um, <laughs> there's so many of them. If I, I, I actually, I tell you, we, we're at a Meekum auction in uh, February, mm-hmm. and we're walking around looking at hundreds and hundreds of cars. And you know, you some of some cars I hadn't seen probably in 34 years, mm-hmm. and um, actually maybe longer than that. There was this couple that had a 61, I guess it was, or 62, Chrysler Imperial LeBaron. Oh, beautiful car. With Large. convertible with the Continental kit on the back. Is that the one that's got the taillight that just kind of like hangs up in the quarter yeah. pan a little bit? Yeah. And it's got and the freestanding? Yeah, uh, it's got the, the, the headlight pods. Yeah, that yeah. is the coolest it, it one. Underneath the, underneath the hood? Yep. Absolutely. And I was just like, and the car was... Huge! I forgot how huge some of those cars are. <laughs> Twenty-one feet long. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I had a '65 Bonneville. I took over from my dad, and they had a few of those up there. And I, you know, you open the trunk, and I go, I forget. You know, you could you could get six kids in the back and go to the drive-in. You know, besides you and your girlfriend in the front seat. You know. You know, talking about Chryslers. Um, do you ever notice how Chrysler just had, in terms of styling? Had some of the prettiest cars from the late fifties all yeah, the way to the early sixties. Three hundred series Chryslers were gorgeous. 
some of the early Dodges were pretty neat. Yeah, Virgil XS, I mean Exner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, the 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 rectangular looking radius steering wheels, the swivel seats, mm-hmm. the space Buck Rogers looking kind of uh, interiors, the dash pot or you know dashes and consoles yeah. and and all the stainless and all the. And they trim. made they made some good engines. Uh, they you know everybody will laugh, but probably one of the best engines they made was that little slant six that ran. They put in their Valiant and some. Oh of the yeah, cars. go forever. That that sucker was bulletproof. You couldn't kill that engine. When we were in the salvage yard business, I think uh, if we sold ten engines, five of them were a slant six. Yeah. That motor was just unbeatable. I mean, it was just a great little motor, interesting yep. design. Which uh, actually, you know what? If you look at a BMW six cylinder, they're slant sixes. So we always rag on the uh, BMW guys. Say, hey, how's that slant six doing in there? You know, in your five thirty, and uh, the slant six came out with a with a new thing on it. Slant sixes never have generator. When the slant six came out in sixty, that's when they had the new alternator on it. Mm-hmm. Did they really? Yeah. You mean it never had a generator? No. So it came out with an alternator alternator right away. Yeah. In initial production, really? Yeah. Very. Very rare, you know. Well, that was that, that was when they all of a sudden then they could they had rectifiers that yeah. they could plug in on an yeah, alternator. And make Ford it direct still around. used generators up to like sixty four. Yeah, yeah, sixty four Mustang. Remember, still yeah, had generators. That's they, right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, the damn still, things you'd have to put brushes in them every you know so, mm-hmm. every so often. Hey, Stu, they just gave me the five minute warning, so I'm going to sit right, there. Guys. I have to let you go. But hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. You helped me out here on the show. It was good talking to you. You got yourself a little. Uh, uh, a little you know, blurb, yeah. Yeah, you know. So yeah. if you want, so, mention. Go ahead, mention your radio well, show. What well, time? We're on tomorrow, three o'clock, three o five, actually, approximately. The Maximum Motoring Show. Join us, and uh, you can call in, Robert. Yeah, I'll have to do you that. Say hi. All right, I'll do that. Well, thanks for calling in, and when you get out to California, you know, like I said, bring oh, me I back. Can't, uh, I can't wait. I'm going to be like a kid in a candy store out there. You got to go to the vintage races. When you go to the yeah, vintage races, you know what? Bill Warner from Amelia Island says that is the place to go. That's that's I'm where trying to, I'm trying to get press passes. And I get I, I sent the the lady an email and she sent me back a standard form letter uh, email form. Mm-hmm. You think I was trying to see the Pope to get to, to go to this thing? I was like all this prerequisites. It's like ridiculous. So we'll see. All right. Well, good luck to you. Thanks for Thank calling. You, sir. We'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, well, I think what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to sit there and say uh, give a special thanks and a couple mentions to some of the people that help uh, sponsor the show. And uh, we've got our friends down there, or my friends down there, Jim and Sharon, at uh, Ice Cold Air at Discount Auto Repair on uh, 1180 Court Street. Their phone number is 461-5727. They'll give you a free inspection on your AC, and uh, they still have their 1995 special on oil changes. But most importantly, right now, since it's warm out, you know, a free AC check's a good thing. And then, uh, of course, uh, my friends down at Krabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill. Uh, again, walk in there, talk to Turtle or ask for Turtle and say, hey, I heard your name mentioned on Nostalgic Radio in Cars, and, uh, you know, he'll throw you a beverage or something like that. And uh, his number down there is 727-210-0988. And then, of course, there's still some listeners out there that I know play golf balls, or play golf, and have some golf balls and some golf clubs in the trunk of their car, and their vintage 57 Chevrolet or something like that. So give Pete at Magnolia Valley Golf Club up in Newport Ritchie, 727-847-2342. Give him a call up there. And uh, I had to stop in the lefty at uh, Kotaka's Towing the other day because uh, uh, I needed to borrow some uh, tools from her. So give lefty at uh, Kotaka's Towing a call if you ever need a tow job. And her number is 447-1952. And, uh, hey, my friends over there at PJ's Auto World, Pete, if you're listening, uh, PJ's, they probably got 50, 60 cars on hand, classics, uh, muscle, sports, all kinds of stuff, 461-4900. Give uh, Pete Jr. a call or Pete Sr. and 
those guys uh, wander around there and take a look at their stuff. They got some neat antiques and some neat cars and stuff like that. Uh, Frank Ibell, you know, Ibell Performance down there, 573-0911. If you've got a Porsche or any other foreign exotic and you need it repaired, give Frank down there at Ibell Performance a call, 573-0199. He is the man. He can fix your car. And, uh, and Dan at Golden Classics, he's another classic car dealer out there, you know. He's got 75 to 80 classic cars on, t- on uh, tap at all times. So give Dan at Golden Classics a call, 449-1962. And uh, the other day I was in uh, Jeff's yard, or Jeff's Jeep yard uh, in Jeff's shop over there. And he's over, also over there. He's across the street from uh, Jim and Sharon at uh, Discount Auto Repair. And uh, if you want your uh, Jeep soap, souped up or your 4x4 or something really trick, he's really getting big into the, uh, I think, rock climbers now and stuff like that. So give uh, Jeff a call down there. Actually, Jason, if you need parts. Uh, Jason, if you're listening, hey, how you doing? Uh, 449-0800. That's Jeff's Jeep Yard. And uh, let's see who else we got out there. Oh, Lee Montgomery down there at Speed World. You know, he's another hot rodder. Uh, give him a call down there if you need some hot rod parts. 520 and, of course, we also want to say hi to uh, Ed over there at uh, Gearhead Performance. Let's see. What's our number over there? 531-3551. You know what? I know that one by heart. You know why I know that by heart? Because in the 70s, I was a warehouse guppy at, at uh, what was that called? Southern, uh, Southern Performance Warehouse. Southern Performance Warehouse. SPW. Right. Yeah. yeah you know? back, backside at Automotive Engineering. Backside, basically. yeah. Yep. Uh, Steve, you know what? I forgot to say hi to you, but you got tied up for something over there. And... Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I got, got a little, little, little tied up. Yeah, it's okay. But next I tried time, to make the turntable work. It took me, took me a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, sh- I should have, I should have showed you where that needle was. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got one minute left. Okay, well, you know what? I want to make sure that everybody had kind of enjoyed the show tonight. Alan, thanks for showing up. Steve, sure. again, thanks for showing no up. No problem. Lee, thanks for uh, doing your thing. You know, our production genius over there. And make sure that you guys tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars next Wednesday at seven p.m. And uh, we'll have a surprise guest for you next week. And uh, in the meantime, everybody stay safe, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Nostalgic Radio and Cars, AM 1340 on the Talk Radio Network. To the other side, break on through, to the other side, break on through, to the other side, yeah. We chased our pleasures here.